preface of tom playfair or making a start this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by maria therese tom playfair or making a start by francis j finn s j preface the vicissitudes of the Tom Playfair manuscript would alone make a story. How it was written over seven years ago for the sake of a college class and with no ulterior thought of publication. How portions of it gradually found their way into print. How the writer hesitated for years whether to consign the remaining parts to the book publisher or to the waste basket. How the cordial reception of Percy Wynne and the kind words concerning Tom Playfair from critics and from readers inspirited him to make the venerable manuscript done at all manners of odd times in lead pencil and ink upon all sorts and conditions of paper from his trunk and subsequently devote no small part of his vacation days, July, August, 1891, to its revisal. How the valued advice and kind words of literary friends served him in the revision are not all these things indelibly impressed upon the author's memory and now he ventures to offer this story to the boys and girls of the land in the hope that it may afford them healthful pleasure advancing the figure learnedly styled histerum proterian from sentences to volumes he has published percy Wynne first although percy's adventures are subsequent to tom's the reason for this procedure may be gathered from what has been said of the tom playfair manuscript st maur's is a pseudonym for a certain college in the west besides inventing incidents the author to suit his purpose has on occasion taken liberties with the local surroundings but in the main he has adhered to the prototype it is almost needless to say that the real college never suffered from the effects of a thunderbolt in fact the cupola upon which turns a catastrophe recorded in these pages was erected not by an architect but by a few strokes of the pen Near this western college there is a village, a thriving, happy community. This village the author has eliminated from these stories. The village of St. Maur's, which takes its place, is a fiction. In drawing with certain necessary reserves upon his three years' experience at this western college, the author has, perhaps, made too little of one striking feature, the manly piety of the students. In all his experiences there he could count upon his fingers those who, while in attendance, had evidently changed for the worse, and they were marked exceptions. It is hard upon seven years since the writer last saw St. Maur's. Then it was just on this side of its pioneer days. Now it is a college with a history of which it may well be proud. The old church building, the little boy's dormitory and washroom, the long low frame structure used as an infirmary are gone new and nobler piles have arisen in their place so the college of to-day as peggotty remarked i believe of her nephew ham has growed out of knowledge and yet the sweet spirit of faith and prayer has abided unchanged amid all changes the author has not seen these changes he is blessed in believing nor can he doubt aside from all testimony that the same spirit pervades them all the dial a college paper conducted by the students reaches him every month and he can read it in the lines and between the lines that the college of to-day and the college of seven years ago are one in that closest and most sacred of moral unions a true devout catholic spirit francis j finn s j october nineteenth eighteen ninety one end of preface recording by maria therese